What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. CNBC. The Fed has started its two-day meeting on interest rates. Stocks are lower. Investors are hopeful, though, as oil prices are starting to drop this afternoon on words Saudi output might get back to normal a little faster than first thought after that attack last weekend on a Saudi oil facility. The Dow is down 50 points. The Nasdaq down one point. The S&P is down two points. Apple's iPhone 11 reviews are out. The devices will be in stores this Friday. So far, most reviewers are pretty impressed, especially with the lower price at only $700. Many of them also like the camera. Day two on the picket line at General Motors. GM has shifted health care costs over to the striking union. It's the first strike in 12 years there. Talks resume this morning. And HBO's new streaming service, which is called HBO Max, has gotten the streaming rights to The Big Bang Theory. CNBC. You're in charge of hiring and indeed has solutions. Like company pages where you can get people excited about working for you. And we give you this toy monkey which will bang its symbols when the right resume appears. Okay, there is no monkey. I said there is no monkey! But company pages, for sure. See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Visit Indeed.com promo to try company pages for free. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of opening your closet and never finding what you want to wear? We can help. Stitch Fix is a personal styling service that matches you with your own stylist. Someone who listens to what you love and delivers the best clothes for you right to your door. With Stitch Fix, you'll get to discover new styles, new brands, and new looks to fit your unique shape and your budget. Discover the stylists and styles that work for you at stitchfix.com. Personal styling for women, men, and kids. stitchfix.com. Personal styling for everybody. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. President Trump is praising his former campaign director, Corey Lewandowski, for his opening statement at today's hearing before the House Judiciary Committee. Lewandowski frustrated Democrats by refusing to answer many of their questions after claiming they were proceeding down the wrong path. We as a nation would be better served if elected officials like yourself concentrated your efforts to combat the true crises facing our country. 
as opposed to going down rabbit holes like this hearing. The White House placed limits on what he could answer, even though he never worked for the White House. President Trump is announcing five names as his finalists to replace former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Trump says he loves Army General Keith Kellogg, who is now Vice President Mike Pence's advisor. Parts of Texas are being warned of the potential for flash flooding after tropical storm Imelda made landfall near Freeport. The storm has maximum sustained winds of 40 miles per hour and is moving to the north at about seven miles per hour. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. Okay, let's talk about it. Shatter your notions. You like to enjoy life, right? Maybe you imbibe a little. Come on, you know, uh, weed. 70% of Californians agree that cannabis should be safe, legal, and easy. Now it's available at Shatter Dispensary in San Bernardino. Shatter has a full line of cannabis products, including cannabis cartridges, concentrate edibles, and CBD massage bombs. Top-of-the-line products, services, and brands in a safe, classy environment, all tested in state-licensed laboratories. Shatter is at 350 West 5th Street in downtown San Bernardino. Open daily from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. From affordable to top shelf, Shatter can help you find the perfect product for your cannabis needs. Google Shatter Dispensary and Lounge in San Bernardino, and you've got it. That's Shatter, S-H-A-T-T-E-R. Must be 21 years of age or older. Shatter, license C10-0000542. Hey, Ryan, do you have any beer in the fridge? Nah, I thought you got some. Oh, the game starts in five minutes. And you drank the last beer at midnight on Friday. I wish there was a place that delivered beer. Yes, I'm Captain Crafted. I'm here to bring you beer. That's Captain C-R-A-F-T apostrophe D. Why? Because there's no E, just a D, as in deliver, because Captain Crafted delivers. That's right, the Crafted Beer Store in Redlands is now open for business with great prices and deliveries of your favorite beer, wine, spirits, water, ice, and mixers. Did I mention their great prices? That's C-R-A-F-T-D-B-E-E-R store.com or Fred Crafted Beer Store on Facebook.com. Make it easy. Google Redlands Beer Delivery. Look for Crafted Beer. Crafted Beer Store in Redlands is now open for beersness. And I'm here to deliver. There's something popping up in Redlands, and the word is Moolala. Moolala Boutique. Get ready. It's a twice yearly pop up shop that helps over 650 local families sell their children's outgrown items, all on consignment. Prices range from 50 to 90% off retail costs. Clothing, shoes, baby equipment, such as strollers, swings, toys, books, maternity wear, furniture, basically anything pertaining to kids, infants, and children. Moolala Boutique in the Tri City Center. Most items are gently used but go through a quality check. Moolala is open with free admission starting Thursday, September 19th all the way through Saturday, September 21st. Saturday will be a discount day where most remaining items at Moolala will be an additional 50% off the ticketed price. www.moolalaboutique.com The Moolala Boutique is located in the southwest quadrant of the Tri-City Center where the 10 and the 210 meet in Redlands. And you'll say Moolala. XCLUSIF 
Exclusive Realty Worldwide, your place for purchasing or leasing commercial and residential real estate, including large properties, hotels, shopping centers, apartment buildings, and industrial warehouses worldwide. Exclusive Realty has referral partners around the globe and is always interested in new partnerships. Exclusive Realty is your one-stop shop for all your real estate needs, large or small. Call 562-587-2000. That's 562-587-2000. Or Google Exclusive Realty. That's X-C-L-U-S-I-F Realty. X-C-L-U-S-I-F. X-C-L-U-S-I-F. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Welcome to Smart Health Talk with your host, Elaine McFadden. Welcome, everyone, and it's Smart Health Talk. Yeah, your favorite show, I'm sure, uh, because we are here to help save your life. And not just that, but, I mean, there are so many people out there that have children um, that are suffering, uh, and it could be from autism. It could even be from cancer. Uh, It could be from attention deficit disorder. I mean, there are so many different things affecting our children, including obesity. And when a child is obese, we're talking an 86% chance of that child becoming an obese adult. And so we want to figure out how do we prevent all this. Well, I'm telling you, if we just got back to the way our grandparents were eating, where we were eating actually nutrient-dense foods. We were eating foods that were full of calories, maybe, but the important thing is that they're full of nutrition, super dense nutrition, the kind of nutrition that keeps you from getting hungry. You never feel like super famished, like, oh my gosh, I've got to have food, I've got to have food. And this is a big driver. But we also have to, a lot of sick people in this country, and they're struggling, and they're trying to get well, and some of these people cannot even eat anything in the grocery store. And so we started investigating and looking for a source, and we found an incredible source at Amos Miller Organic Farm. This is an Amish farm that's been in Pennsylvania for operating sustainably, where they don't even need um, inputs from outside sources. This is a self-sustaining farm, and it has been run using practices, age-old practices that they know work. And so we have a situation here where we have access to the most pristine, perfect kind of food that especially people that are super sick cannot eat anything else. Once you add any chemical, they will react. 
And that is what is happening, people, even with our meat. We think when we buy organic that we can just trust that there is nothing that has been done to that. But 95% has to be organic. There's 5% leeway there that they're doing all kinds of things with that 5%. And when we look at meat, let's start talking slaughterhouses here, everyone. Let me tell you, we are not talking about slaughterhouses. And we need to start talking about slaughterhouses because that is a huge part of the process of what the meat from from the farm to your plate goes through. And we need to have a better understanding of what's going on in there because this is something that is now affecting this Amish farm and the access to this pristine food for all of these people. And anyone that wants to eat this way, is this not our choice? Is this not America? What is being taken from us? Our government is trying to take control of every morsel of food that we eat and sterilize it and make it into a non-nutritious food. So we have Amos Miller. He is the, the person behind this farm. He is so incredibly knowledgeable. I mean, if we would just study what's being done at this farm, I mean, we could save trillions of dollars in health care. Trust me, I am a public health expert, and this is how the numbers work out, people. We prevent illness. We save all kinds of money. So let's find out what is really going on here with our government, with Amos Miller, with people that are in desperate need of this food, which is actually all Americans, but there are people that cannot survive uh, without it pretty much. And Let's talk about what the situation is now, and then let's talk, start talking about next steps on how we can improve our entire food system, including our, the way that we treat our meat from farm to table. So, Amos Miller, welcome to Smart Health Talk. Thank you. So glad to have you. Now, I'm going to... I, like I said, I've done my talking here. I now want to give you a chance to just explain your situation in your own words on, um, you know, what's happening. And then let's start talking about how we're going to move forward with improving this system instead of forcing everyone into one category when we're talking about conventional and organic farmers having to use the same slaughterhouse and when I started looking into slaughterhouses Amos oh my gosh it's just it's frightening when um I don't know if you know this Amos but the job that happens in the middle of the night when the cleaning crew comes in to sanitize the slaughterhouse mm -hmm. is that is coined the worst job in America and if you can even imagine what these people are having to do in a dark situation, uh, they are trenching through water full of blood and fat and pieces of animal parts. And then they're having to use all these harsh chemicals in these slaughterhouses trying to disinfect this place. Now... Um, you know, that's just, I, you know, I'm sorry. I had to put that picture in people's minds because I want them to understand what's really going on with their meat because you're being forced to contribute to this system. Anytime you are eating this food, buying this food, you are contributing to this particular system. So 
I want you to completely understand what's going on so you can make a good decision. Is this really a system you want to continue to support and eat the food from this system? Or do you want to explore new avenues, new options out there for humanely raised meat that's treated without any chemicals whatsoever? Because guess what? Amos Miller has proved that that can be done in such a way that not only are the people that belong to his food club getting healthier and well, but we don't have any reports of people getting sick. And all the time, USDA, a new report on a recall, people getting sick. Right now, we have people getting sick from like lettuce all over the country. You know, these people act like they know what they're doing when really do they? Now, um, go ahead, Amos, go ahead and explain, you know, what's going on here with your situation or anything else that you want to tell us about yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, where do I start? I know. Uh, it's a hard place to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, um, we started our farm probably around 20, almost 20 years ago in, in 2000. And, of course, uh, we started with the raw dairy and, and raw cheese and raw butter. And you, you always look where you can fill the people's needs, um, direct off the farm food. And, of course, when we did the raw, raw dairy, then people wanted uh, fresh meat right off the farm. So we actually um, uh, considered that and finally gave in to that, where we had a uh, uh, local uh, butcher come out to the farm and he's been, his father was probably in the business 20 years before that. And they go out to farms and, and just uh, right, off, right on the farm, they, um, they put the animal down and, and take, the, take the insides out and, and take the meat, put the meat on their truck um, and take it home and process it and then bring it back. So we did that probably for five, uh, maybe eight years. And uh, it, I really like that idea because um, the animals were actually we we did it right out on the pasture, and uh, he drove out right out to the to the pasture, and and the animal had so little stress. So, but finally we um, we uh, had enough money to invest in in our own uh, butchering equipment. So I think it was maybe in two thousand and. 10 or 12 that we actually had our own um, equipment here. So what we do is we um, do pretty much the same thing, um, bring the animals into the barn, um, and then uh, put a little small pen and just finish them off right there, and then bring them, bring them up to the, uh, uh, to the actual uh, processing uh, building uh, with a lift. And there again, they had very little. They have very little stress that way. They basically don't know what happened. Um, so anyway, um, just a couple of years ago, for some reason, USDA decided that uh, this is not practical um, because we weren't federally inspected. Um, so we've been still continuing this for so many years, and like. Uh, like you were told that we didn't have any recalls or any uh, people 
that we are aware of that has bad experiences with our meat, but for some reason they just decided this is, USDA decided that this is not uh, the way business should be done according to their law. So they've been behind uh, behind our backs, um, snooping around and getting us to comply with the rules and regulations. First they had to have access to the building, uh, which we denied to give them access for, for, for a while. Um, but then they took us to court and and said uh, that they need to have access to the building. They had uh, um, permission from the judge to have access, and, if, and I, I think uh, the judge had a uh, was had a simple was a little bit um, uh, he worked tried to work with as much as possible because he could have just issued issued them a warrant uh, right off the bat without coming to court. But being as we had all these these 2,000 or more members, uh, depending on us for the food source, uh, they signed an agreement with the farm here that um, they want access to our meat, even though they're not regulated by the USDA. So this, I think this holds some water to a certain extent to make it legal for us, uh, or it, it, it's harder for the USDA or the judge to grant them this uh, a warrant to come to, to see the farm. But everything was said and done. The judge did allow them to come to the farm, um, but he, he did tell them that uh, this is only to do an, an investigation where they, if, they do some, if they do see some meat that's not inspected with them, they can't shut the farm down. Um, this is only for an investigation, so um, we were grateful for that, and they weren't allowed to have any see any of the members' names, so they were... USD had to be very cautious of which they didn't want to. They had they had a um, they had a line to walk. In, in other words, where they they couldn't just snoop anywhere they wanted to. They had to be careful, otherwise they would be uh, over, uh, overstepping their rules that the judge gave them. So anyway, when all, when all was said and done, they they. Uh, came to the point where they think they do have jurisdiction over our farm because we were uh, shipping across interstate inter interstate commerce. So they're left to lay for a year or two, um, but then now they're coming back and say that uh, they want to put an injunction against the season desist order. And, of course, uh, being we have a private membership association set up, we, we didn't think that, that sh we, we should comply that didn't mean a whole lot, but anyway, they're they're trying to get us into court again, and the judge uh, permission to to enforce his injunction against us. So on Friday we have a deposition coming up, where the USDA wants us to come and testify, and, and uh, they have questions to ask us, and they want to know exactly why we think we can continue our procedure without their jurisdiction. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so it seems they're really trying to put us in a corner where this injunction, uh, to get the judge permission to injunction, shall shall be enforced. But uh, yeah, we'll, I, I'm very grateful for the support that we have from our members. We did a survey uh, about two, three months ago, and the survey was that uh, we gave them the option. Uh, I wish I'd have the paper in front of me, but uh, a poor option that we gave them. One, uh, one was to discontinue the meat processing and just do the dairy, the raw dairy, 
uh, USDA does not regulate raw dairy, so we gave the members the option of, of discontinuing the meat till we have more legal uh, standing on this. Um, and the other option was to continue like we've been doing for many years. Um, and one option, uh, the other option was is to discontinue all together with our procedures till we have more uh, legal standing in what we're doing. And I think 98% of the members came back and said they want to continue to do exactly like we've been doing for many years. So we're very grateful for that support. And that's the message that we're going to try to get to USDA is we have 2,000 members um, supporting us. And we're, we're trying to tell them there's a difference between private and public. If you read the, the letters that USDA has written us for many years or the FDA, uh, it says they are there to protect the public. So we think that we're not necessarily in the public realm because we don't supply the food stores. Uh, food stores have all their their licensed foods in there, which is fine. But we think that uh, if we're not supplying those, then we, we should be um, exempt from, from their public rules unless it's clearly on our membership form, unless there is a, a, a place or a cause that there is substantial evil that our farming is causing, then we actually invite them on that membership form um, that they can come in and inspect. And the good thing is that USDA never got a complaint that I'm aware of that anybody got sick or that we had a, an outbreak of anything. So we're very grateful for that. So we'll have to see what Friday will bring uh, with the deposition. And, and uh, Well, know, I, I'm a member. Question. I'm a member, and I, I support everything that you're doing. You make it clear on what you're doing. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for food that's processed the way that you process it. Now, um, I know that one of the ways that's different about how you treat the meat is the spraying of the carcass uh, with citric yeah. acid or these different formulas, which are basically a bunch of different like GMO acids or other forms of acid that I'm not e exactly sure how they make them. Citric acid, uh, usually you would think citric acid, it does help to keep the bacteria from growing as much, but uh, you would think citric acid would come from lemons or orange or something like that, but I think it got so commercialized that uh, it was easier for China to make them and still call it citric acid. I think they call it either manufactured or modified citric acid which might contain some GMOs, and that's the concern our members have, and they don't have to label it. Uh, oh, I, I, I did the research, Amos, and I found a specific reference in the science that they um, switched to GMO aspar asparagus uh, mold that they use, mm -hmm. Niger or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. That is a GMO mold. Mm -hmm. And then wow. they are feeding that mold a GMO corn nutrient broth. Oh, wow. So it's double GMO. Mm. And what I, I, the research that I did said that it, they are spraying organs and parts as well. Yeah. So that means when you get a chicken breast or just the, the drumsticks, those could have been, been sprayed with citric acids separately. Yeah. And there, I looked and looked to see, is there any sort, any sort of special treatment at the slaughterhouse 
regarding organic meat. And there is absolutely nothing that says there's any special treatment done to organic meat. Now, if you sent, give everyone an example of the scenario, if you followed the USDA instructions on what would happen to your animals versus if they are slaughtered the way you've been doing it for years? Well, um, we, we, we don't want to be federal inspected here because the cost and, and just the paperwork that's involved. So if, if we would do like they would want us to, we would take them to a federal inspected slaughterhouse uh, probably about half an hour to an hour from the farm here. And, of course, um, there they would be sitting for maybe half a day or a day before in a pen somewhere where they're lost and and uh, probably wouldn't be relaxed. So uh, that, that's one disadvantage um, for the animals, of course. And then, of course, through all that is... Uh, the um, we have we have people asking for for brains, uh, which is uh, medicine to a lot of people nowadays, and none of them was able to uh, say that they would be able to keep them for us. Um, so that uh, that that's another disadvantage that we we are very skeptical uh, because we cannot keep the people from having access to to good. Uh, medicine foods that they depend on for their livelihood to sustain their health. Well, you're Which, lucky enough to have a slaughterhouse not that far, but that's not true for all farms. Sometimes they can be hundreds of miles away. That's right, yes. And and the thing is that um, the reason there's so limited supply of, of USA slaughterhouse because the rules and regulations are so, you would come and say, so harsh uh, to, to follow that nobody really wants to follow their rules. Right now, they're trying to cover up their own hole and saying, well, we'll offer you $50,000 to start up a USDA butcher house, which is just bribing uh, farms to, to try to, to do that. But um, we had a local plant to start up a year ago, and they're still struggling to, they're still struggling to, um, to try to comply with all their, their, their rules and regulations. And it's just, it's just, almost like you would say a nightmare. What what do you think about well first of all, um I from what I understand, you use something like apple cider vinegar to treat the carcasses. Um they're actually spraying the citric acid before slaughter and after slaughter, which is uh okay. Um but the what happens when you sterilize meat versus use like an organic apple cider vinegar? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, right now we don't use any any type of solution. Uh, we just try to use just plain water is what we use. Um, the water might have a little uh, little bit of uh, hydrogen peroxide in to oxidate uh, the water and, and just make uh, make it a little more active. But that's uh, you, you hardly would be able to test that, but um, we always like to have a little- What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A little bit of peroxide in the water, even for drinking water. It, the peroxide in very small amounts is very beneficial to oxidate your your body and so forth. But anyway, we just try to use... Uh, Clean, clean practices, and and use uh, hot water to to uh, or or cold water um, to to wash everything down. And uh, we we try to. It seems our members, the plainer the better. If you start flavoring things there and there or adding ingredients, it makes them it, make, it makes them back off. So we try to stay with. With the plainer, the better method. No, but it switches. You can um, hear that. Clean, clear water, and uh, and if, if you if you're cautious about not dragging things in the dirt, it works well. Well, um, what? Yeah, that's that's more like it. That. So, what happens when, um, as far as like bacterial growth? Because they say, oh, we need to sterilize this meat, mm-hmm. but. When you're sterilizing meat, aren't you killing the good bacteria just like in your gut? So when you kill the good guys, the bad guys take over? Well, that, that's certainly an option. If, if you sterilize the meat to, to keep bacteria from growing, if you, if you eat this meat and it's supposed to break down with bacteria, and how can it, how can this meat break down in your gut if it's already partially um, solutionized with something that bacteria can't? get a hold of. So that's what the concern is with our members. They prefer to have plain meat, no antibacterials on it. And so, so when it when it hits the gut of the, of, the, of the human body, so the gut can actually digest it down uh, without any um, without any you would say um, I'm not sure what the word is but Without any like um, distress? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yes, because when people are sick, it is extremely difficult for them to digest because you're yeah. sick, your digestive system is weak. And to digest meat requires the making of very special enzymes like pepsin in your in your stomach and a strong acid. Mm-hmm. And those those just don't that doesn't happen where you're at, you know, peak digestion shape. <laughs> When you're sick, you know, you're at the worst. And that's what's so beautiful about so many of the foods that you sell there is they're so nutritious, but they're in like the perfect form for our body because these are the foods that human beings evolved with. Mm -hmm. And our bodies recognize these foods and know exactly what to do with them. Mm -hmm. A lot of these uh, big companies make make products so they're shelf-stable. For, 
for distributing reasons, but then when it comes to break those foods down, uh, is a problem. So that's why uh, that's why it, it's more difficult for us uh, to distribute our products. But uh, we have the access of making sure that it stays refrigerated and it gets to you in a timely manner. It's more difficult. But then when you eat the food, it actually helps the body can break it down because it's not um, the shelf life. Uh, it, it's not prohibited with, with all those, you could say, in, ingredients to, to make the product stable. So, so that's why people are so excited about our product is because they know it's fresh off the farm and, and very limited ingredients to a lot of the, a lot of our products. And they say, actually, the gut is the second brain. So if the gut is not feeling well, it's going to reflect to the first brain that you have. So you need to make sure your gut is healthy so the first brain can function well. I, I thought that was very interesting. So we need to fit, feed the gut, which is called, some people call it the second brain. So the first brain, if the second brain is the gut, is feeling well, then the first brain can function a lot better. So I thought that was very interesting. I don't know, but uh, since I've been eating your foods, because I'm a member and I got my first shipment, and I was so excited, and all of the foods are just more than I could a- actually ask oh, for. Uh, the milk is just, it's just, it tastes perfect. It tastes oh. like everything. It's like, this is the way food is supposed to taste. And even... Oh, I gave um, I gave a, a relative some of the sauerkraut, and her eyes got so big when she tasted it because it was so unexpected. Mm-hmm. She was expecting to have like you know something that was going to make her face cringe, <laughs> and instead she goes, "This tastes like fresh cabbage." <laughs> Like, yes, that's that's the whole point that these foods have life in them. Mm-hmm. You put for you make fermented foods that help heal the gut. But I don't know if it's working or not. But my memory was so sharp the other day. I was remembering names like it was nothing. So oh, great, and it almost felt like um, it just it just felt like it felt different. It felt like wow, that was easy. You know, where before I would be like, I'd get half the name and then I would be like, okay, now what's the other half? And and it was just like, the name was just like right there. Yeah. And I was One just thing, like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. One the, thing that we're mostly, uh, a lot of our society today is missing is, is this, what the Western price calls the sacred foods. And that is like the, the liver, the heart, um, our generation doesn't know much about that, which years ago they would have done those, and I think that's really what we're missing, and, and that's very nourishing to the body. It's just like uh, when when you go to a, nutri- a naturopath or a nutrition or whatever, an, a natural doctor, they have these supplements called uh, uh, what they call bovine liver or something like that, and it's basically uh, the standard process is basically going to Organic Valley and, and getting all those, there's eyes, and their liver, their thymus, adrenals, and they're dehydrating them and putting them in a, in a capsule form, which they're heading they're heading the right direction and from where we came from in our generation where we don't eat those foods. Now they go and dehydrate them and make sure people get them available uh, to, 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 to as, as today's world, we think we get healthy when we eat a ta- take pills or take a tablet. The naturopathic doctor is on the right track by giving those to feed our bodies. But now the next step is coming back again is people want it fresh from the farm, the adrenals, 
We just can't keep those in stock. It's fresh, juicy adrenals and thymus and thyroid gland that people are one and, and they actually make um, somebody that's, very, uh, that's having a lot of health challenges, they, they, they make a smoothie, they blend it in a blender and put some raw cream and so forth in there and, and they're trying to get this nutritious food back in their diet. So they're, they're, it's basically where when you're having some, uh, some doctors would say if you're having liver problems, then eat liver. So they give you these liver capsules or you can get livers straight from the farm it's basically, if you have heart problems, then, of course, take lots of heart, um, uh, beef heart, uh, eat beef heart. It's amazing how that works, is the animal's organs can feed your own certain organs. Years ago, they would have probably ate the whole animal, and that's how they were able to um, sustain their livelihood. They didn't just eat the meat of animal, they, they had these special foods. Uh, liver, kidney, and that was to help their own organs function better. So we just need to go back to that. And that's what we're trying to make available here at the farm. And, and people are so, uh, they're just so anxious that we have a waiting list for these organs that uh, we wish we could just grow, grow an animal that has everything beef liver on it or um, beef heart to fill these orders because it's, people are just finding out it. Well, it's, what, what if they did grow a beef heart in a lab from cells? Like they're doing now with this Impossible Burger, they're oh, trying to, yeah, that, you know, are trying to grow meat in a lab, and it, and it's just like I, I just can't believe people are going for this stuff. I yeah, really it's, it's, that's scary, and they will not, they will not uh, be able to, to mimic nature at all. Uh, they're going to say they're going to try, but they're going to be far from from nature. There's nothing so specially made as God's God's special animals on this planet, and we try to make sure they get. Uh, uh, the beef gets all the grass, and we try to make sure that they get what they what God intended them to eat. To well, out on and grass and, and sunshine and yes, they're tre- that's that's their life is they get to go outside and you you yes. look at videos on these factory farms and these animals never move. They they're in a a cement uh, box that all they can do is lay on their side, and that's all they do their entire life. Never see sunshine. Uh, just it's so inhumane I just can't I just can't even believe it. I can't I just can't stomach eating that meat I can't do it I just think about those animals but I noticed your liverwurst like when I went to look at how to make liverwurst um, it seems like the original recipe for liverwurst had the kidney and um, there's another organ you guys use I think in, in liver the, heart oh and the heart yeah um where, you know, other recipes would call for more like the pork shoulder. And that's probably because the original recipe had the organs, but then the organs stopped being available, so they had to substitute out muscle meat. Probably, yeah, could be. Yeah, because yours actually has the organ meats in there. And when um, I bought the pet food, the pork uh, with the organ meats in it for my dog, (laughs) oh, my God. That dog is like the happiest dog on the friggin' planet right now. <laughs> he is like, I mixed that with rice and like some organic uh, vegetable, mixed vegetables. And oh my God, there is not one single morsel left in his dish. And another thing I just wanted to mention was that like the drippings, when I get organic um, hamburger meat, the drippings from that hamburger meat, 
I noticed there's some sort of like an off taste to it. And like my dog would have nothing to do with those. But the drippings from like the bacon that I made, oh my gosh, I put that, he's just like right next to me. And then if I put any of that on his food, he's like gobbling it down. And after everything I've learned from you, Amos, um, about, you know, the spraying of the carcasses in the slaughterhouses with this GMO solution, I am thinking that that GMO solution is probably concentrated in the drippings. Mm, that could be. Wow. And that my dog knows that there's something off there. Mm. And that's why he doesn't want to eat drippings from the organic meat that I buy from the store. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just a it's just a theory. But I was asking you earlier about the bacterial um, how how the bacteria on the meat changes as well because uh, I've been thinking that we need to the USDA seems to think that their meat is so much safer. Then let's start testing their meat. I want to test USDA meat for all the different bacteria good and bad bacteria, uh, nutritional levels as well, and chemical residues. Mm -hmm. And I want to compare that against your meat. Okay. And let's just see how that one ends up. Mm -hmm. Because um, we, we know from another research project against organic versus IPM versus, which is integrated pest management versus pesticide, that when they collected the bugs that were on a farm from those different things, there was a, a definite difference where you had lots of bad guys and hardly any good guys with the pesticides. The IPM had more good guys, but the bugs were different, where the, the ones that you had the most of were not the most desirable, where when you have organic, you have a lot of the desirable bugs at, in the highest amount of the population. So in other words, you have the balance of the good and the bad bugs with hardly any bad ones, lots of good ones, and the desirable good ones at the highest population. So, you know, you you use the bugs uh, in your farm to feed your chickens. So, you know, there's a system that um, I learned that you use where you you pasture the cows, and then after the cows have... have um, you know, deposited their manure in that particular area, then you move them and eaten, you move them to a new location the next day. But then later you bring the chickens in behind the cows because they will eat the bugs. Yeah, so we fly larvae hatching in those manure piles and that the chicken starts scratching and there they find those fly larvae just ready to hatch. And that's their dessert. Oh, they love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that changes the eggs because I was in shock to find out that pretty much it's probably like over 98% of the eggs that people are getting because they're not, they're from a, the Pfeiffer or whatever they call it when they're in the warehouse, even the organic ones. All these chickens, the chickens were eating, the eggs were eating are all being fed soy. And yeah. tell people about like, soy and a chicken judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, is that is that like the natural diet of a chicken to eat soy? That's a good question. It, it's basically replacing the protein um, that the... Uh, that they can't get when they're not outside. When the insects are high in protein, so that that soy is just to try to make up the protein so that so the chickens can still continue laying eggs. So yeah, it's it's not a natural what a natural diet is for the chicken. And there are so many people that are allergic to soy, and if it's not organic, then you know they're probably being fed GMO soy. And so that's what is in your egg. And in the meat of the chicken, um, and I just, I just see a big difference in the color, and like your milk, um, it's just such like a deep, rich uh, color to it. It's not white whatsoever. It has, it has all this nutrient dense um, foods in well, uh, nutrient dense components to it, including like the fat. And you guys. You sell your milk with a full fat. Yeah. And I tell you, it came perfect, even across the country from Pennsylvania to California in the refrigerated truck with my food buying club, of which I sign, I signed up for with you. I signed the agreement, uh, paid, the, paid the membership fee. So this is like a private club is what I feel like. Yeah. And um, I am saying that when I join this club, that that is how I want my meat. I don't want my meat going to a slaughterhouse where diseased animals have died. We've got animals going through there. Not all those animals are healthy. People think that, oh, only healthy animals get through. No, that's not true at all. And how could they possibly clean that slaughterhouse so that they get everything? I mean, there has got to be like some E. coli hiding over in the corner or something, right? <laughs> and during, it's like going back to soy-fed uh, products or eggs or so forth. Uh, yes, the big concern that Western A. Price Foundation has is the soy is high in estrogen, and if they eat all that soy in their diet, that the products could be high in estrogen as well, which can lead to early maturing girls or boys, which can cause problems. So that's uh, where, the, where the, the girls could get their periods earlier than what they would otherwise, possibly because of the estrogen in these soy. So that's another thing that uh, a lot of our members are against soy for that reason. Oh, yes. And also, if you're predisposed to the estrogen type of breast tumors, it mm-hmm. definitely can increase your risk of breast cancer. So um, the... You know, the, the chemicals, like when you guys, uh, one of the products that I bought was the cured bacon. So what is, you know how to age meat, you know how to cure meat. Can you explain to people um, what that is and why your meat is so perfect for, for these kind of processes? Well, we usually cut the bacons out of the, and the hams out of the, when we do the, the cutting uh, from the pork. So we put that in a brine, I think it's salt, pepper, and some baking soda. Then we put that in that brine, soak it for about six days, I think it is. 
And then what we do is we put it in the cloth and hang it up and, and drain all that out and get it ready for the what we call the uh, smokehouse. So then we, uh, in our smokehouse, we start a fire early in the morning. From We like to use apple wood because of flavor from apple trees, from the wood, from the apple. Then we heat it up, then we put the meat in there, um, and then we heat it for about 8 to 10 hours. Uh, maybe some tw- maybe sometimes 12 hours, depending how big the the, the hams are. And then uh, that the smoke from that wood and the, the fire, um, that, that heats it up and, and slow cooking process, and, and that makes the flavors throughout the hams and the bacon. Well, when I had that bacon, Amos, I felt like I was tasting real smoke flavor for the first time in my life. Okay. Because... Yeah. You know, all this smoke that people are getting in their bacon, it's a chemical that causes cancer. They do have liquid smoke, and I'm not sure how that process is made, but yeah, that's... I know it's cancer-causing, I know that. So, um, you know, anyone that's eating a smoked product is getting this chemical smoke that causes cancer. And I can't tell you how special I felt having that bacon that I thought, and I was picturing this whole scene like you just described it, actually. <laughs> I was picturing the wood, the room with the wood burning, and I thought, did they really do that? Did they really, like, burn wood to get this smoke flavor yeah. in there? And I thought, we they did. had to have. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, this is so awesome. And that smoke flavor was, it was like, it was totally there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it kind of like, you know, it kind of like even stayed, stayed with me a little bit. And I thought, wow, this, to me, it was just so amazing that you could really have that flavor from wood because <laughs> I've never really experienced that. Yeah, we also do have raw bacon. Some people like to add their own seasoning. So uh, sometimes we, act, we have what we call raw bacon. We slice that, and my wife likes to make that sometimes as well where they, she adds her own seasonings. It takes a little bit longer to, to make it, to fry it. Uh, sometimes that that can be done as well. It just doesn't have that smoke flavor. Right. For people that don't want the smoke flavor, you, right. you offer the raw. But you also, yeah. I, I did get the cured uh, short ribs. Yeah, that, that's so what ha- you be used to. The, that, that's similar to what you buy in the store. It's just the natural smoke that we use. And so when you cook the short ribs, like wh- how am I supposed to cook those? Do I cook those on, like, heat them up? Is that what I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just heat them up, but you don't have to, like, cook them a lot, right? Because they've already been cured. Are you talking about the cured spare ribs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take near as long to heat it up if they were already cured. So if they're, since they're cured, then it doesn't take very long. Uh, that's right. It, it still takes some time, uh, some time, but not near as long as it would have been raw. Okay. That, that helps me. And then... I've never really quite understood aged meat because it's like, doesn't the meat go bad? <laughs> like you're just leaving it to sit. You would think that it it was spoiling, but the way, um, because your meat is full of all this good bacteria too, it must be like perfect for that process. Yeah, right. And so do you sell aged meat on your website? Uh, we don't. Uh, I didn't think so. Are about like... Um I'm trying to think what you call aged meat, like... Um, hmm. Well, the steak, where you, the meat is aged and it's supposed to make it more tender, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we do 
hang them for about a week. But it's just like uh, my old-time butcher said that uh, some people have this um, three, three, um, uh, they have this three-week aging cycle. But my butcher told me all you have to do is just cool it down a little bit slower for one day or so, and then it'll age a lot faster. Basically, what the three-week aging cycle is, it's just, um, it just, in other words, kind of rots it to make it more tender. That's, I just think that's all fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. the fact that we can, um, you know, we could actually have like some of these foods without having it done just the way it's supposed to do when you let nature take its course versus yeah. adding these chemicals to foods yeah. to, to recreate that process. And the cheese, oh my gosh, the cheese. It was out of this world that it was like the texture of the cheese was the way it's supposed to be. It wasn't rubbery. It was like kind of a little bit crumbly, but yet as it's Great. crumbling, it's melting in your mouth. And the taste is like clear where other cheeses, the taste is missing. Yeah. You well, know? The, basically this aging process is like years ago, they didn't have all these refrigerations to cool it down very fast like, like USDA almost wants you to cool it down so fast at a certain time, but the, they usually hung them in trees. Um, that, then basically they did their fermenting there. Really? They hung them in trees? That's cool. Well, that's, that's the old time. That's, that's how we used to do it when I was a boy, actually. We just, uh, in certain times of the year, mostly in the winter time, um, when the temperature was just starting to turn or whatever, just hung, you just hung them in the barn for a while. You didn't have this big refrigerator to to, uh, to preserve your meat. That's just the old old way of doing things. And so how do you feel when you get up in the morning, Amos? Do you feel do you feel aches and pains and, oh, gosh, I can barely get out of bed? Or is it just kind of a, a smooth process where it's like, yeah, I'm ready for the day, feeling yeah, pretty good? Yeah, well, um, the, the big thing is that uh, during the day when you work, uh, you try to see how big of a package you can lift or how strong you are. Sometimes you uh, you suffer for the next day. But uh, as a rule, um, it, it's great to come out of bed and enjoy a, a, a scrumptious meal and just go right, at, right to work. Yes. And, and the main thing is to have a healthy mind. That is so important. I, I, that, I agree. That's where we've been losing all these years is um, these fats that we were limited to have. Um, when I was growing up, somebody tried to convince my father that you should not have this pork. You should not eat this grapple. And I was just, oh, I was licking my tongue for just having some of that good fat in my diet. And um, But thankfully, uh, he got re-educated and, and allowed us to have all these good fats. And that is so important to, to the, the raw butter fat, the raw butter, the cream. You have to have those healthy fats, which we've been told for many years it, it, it causes lots of problems. Uh, but I'm going to say now that if you don't have those healthy fats, it does it does cause a lot of problems. But if, if you have those healthy fats, it, uh, it just... That, that's what your brain is. It's a big blob of fat, and you know, because you slaughter animals, so you see it all the time. You've got to nourish it. It's just like having your car or whatever, a piece of equipment, it has to have its oil. It 
has to have its fat. Needs more than jellyfish, people. <laughs> He's selling yeah. jellyfish like it's supposed to help improve your brain when really it's these meats, these fats um, right. that really have the, the conjugated linolenic acid, which is what the baby's brain needs to develop. And you can get this as an adult, too. So help keep your brain sharp. Who wants Alzheimer's or dementia, you know? Oh, my, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that to me is just so terrifying. After oh, yeah. I worked so hard to put all this stuff in my head, <laughs> all those edu- years of education for what? <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I, I want to know. Um, we have just a cu- few minutes left, so I want to know how how we can all support you. So why don't you just you know give us a little bit of a summary here in the next um, three 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 and a half minutes or so on how we can support everything that's happening here. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm a strong believer in prayer, uh, that God is here to help us uh, in all our needs. So I, I ask that uh, you do a prayer for us to get through this legal battle. Um, and I know as a fact that if uh, the support from my members and the prayers they shared us, we would probably not be in business as of now. Um, but other than that, um, wow, we don't, we don't like to ask for money. Um, my goal is just to, uh, my goal would be to, if the time comes where, um, we might have you ask, uh, to write USDA, tell them the importance of having healthy food, um, and, and to support small farms, talk to your, talk to your politicians that USDA is, has an overreach, that, um, that there's, I'm not sure where to start, but I think. I know government does have its place, but uh, for some reason they have more interest in in, in big corporations than they do uh, in, in our in our population's voices in, in the natural food movement. Uh, USDA supporting GMOs, uh, it is it is it is so scary that uh, why they want why they want GMOs in their diet. So I would say say no to GMOs. Um, my goal is to, uh, to to educate the next generation what is good food and not good food. So it's basically, uh, yes, we appreciate your support here at the farm, but we would ask that you help your families thrive uh, and saying no to GMOs and saying no to modified citric acid meat. Um, I think we can... We can turn the tide on trying to have uh, somehow educate uh, our butchers that that we have to we have to find another way around than preserving our meat with with GMO acids. Well, I I totally agree. And everyone, go check out Amos Miller Organic Farm and just type that in you will find the link and just go shop a little bit and hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.